This is episode number 344 of the Inner Fight Podcast. We're back again, folks, to answer your questions, the questions that you've left on this piece of paper. If you're watching the video version, you can see that I'm holding up the new podcast Q&A questions. Thank you for everyone for all of your questions. All the serious questions, especially. All the serious questions. Let's jump into today's show. Andre, you said it. There's some serious questions and there's some not so serious questions. What? Let, let's get the not so, like the ones that we didn't understand. So one of them here says, one of them here says, um, okay, is Carmen a hippie now? Don't know exactly what that's all about. I think what? that's a yes. Okay, we'll just say yes. Maybe she's been a hippie for a long time and just no one, no one. Jumped really, out of the closet. Jumped out of the closet. Just no one really cared about it. Um, where, where does it say this? Why is Andre pretending to hate? I don't even know. This says G O T. God, got. He doesn't I, like got. No, this guy can't spell. He doesn't like goats. <laughs> like, why is Andre pretending to hate goats? I don't know what this one's all about. I I've been told because it says it somewhere else. If Dre had to do a partner workout with a goat person, who would he choose and why? Now I've asked a few people about this got what it means and apparently it's game of thrones my answer is what is it what is it what is game of thrones (laughs) i have no idea it sounds like a waste of time to be honest sounds like an absolute (laughs) waste of time and i I i'm not sure what the problem is here mate if you've moved i know you've moved into a new apartment but they want to know what does andre point his sofa at i think the story behind that is that i once told somebody that I never watch TV. We actually right. do have a TV at home. Right. But we only have one because we're just given one for free. Right. You uh, wouldn't waste money on buying one though, right? Never. Right. Exactly. So where do you point your sofa? To my balcony. So I can so look out. Look out the view. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a very, very good one. So they're probably, I, I guess I, I learned, because I've asked the other coaches, this GOT is Game of Thrones. So yeah, who knows? We don't really want to discuss stupid things, so we're going to answer all the serious questions. <laughs> Kicking it off because it's pretty current, happened not so long ago. People want to know, thoughts on the games this year? I think this year's games was an awesome test of fitness. I really think that they they were all around. I mean, yeah. I think we saw at, at regionals and the Open that there were some things that wasn't tested that we sort of felt like it was missing. Uh, like Such some bar- barbell stuff, for right. example. Right. Um, not that I, I don't think that, not that I think that it should have been there, but got it. You know, we kind of missed that. But at the games, we really saw it with the clean and jerk and snatch yep. and yep. all those kind of things and thrusters. Yeah. So I think it was good to see the barbell back, and I think there was a good amount of you know running and swimming, the stuff that we can't really implement in the open and at regionals. The same just way. Re- review. I'll, I'll just review a f- few of the events. I've got them up here on the screen. I don't know them by heart. I won't claim to. Event starts on a Thursday. It's a four-day event. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three events the first day. Four events the second day. Three events the third day. And three events the fourth day. So they, these guys are doing quite a lot. Kicks off with something that you said that they don't test at regionals, which was a run. One-and-a-half-K mile run to a lake. Swim 500 meters, run yeah. back. Cyclocross course. Very different. Have never seen it before. Very, very different. Then a CrossFit event, a trademark CrossFit benchmark, Amanda. A little bit different because more reps. Friday, an obstacle course. Then something traditional, one rep max snatch. Then a chipper. Again, quite CrossFit style. Assault banger. 
they've used this banger thing before and <laughs> mixed it with the salt bike. I, w- I wasn't that impressed with that event. Probably my least favorite. And then they went into a strongman workout on Saturday morning. Then something more traditional again, the muscle-up, as you said, the clean yeah. ladder. I really liked the last event on the Saturday evening, heavy 17.5. Yeah. For people that have done it, it was 10 rounds of nine thrusters, 35 double-unders. And if you haven't done it, you please try it please out. Please try it, but don't do it twice, Andre. The weight for the <laughs> Open this year, or yeah, it was for the Open, wasn't it? was 95 pounds yeah. for males and 65, I think they use, yeah, or se- so. 65 or yeah. 70. So about 40 kilos and about 25 or 30 for the ladies in this event. And this was absolutely mind-blowing. This is where I think people really need to, they, they can make, and I think CrossFit have done this very smartly, and I think they'll do this again, in the heavy 17.5 allowed people like me that are crossfit enthusiasts to go hang on a minute i did that workout in the open let me have a look at what time these guys did yeah so i get on and i open matt fraser's time and he's just done this thing in eight and a half minutes still beat us and i was like so that's why he's sort of the 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 best guy and after three nasty days after three nasty days this is the last thing on saturday night the days are long as well for these guys, aren't they, mate? It starts early in the morning. They're probably not sleeping very well. The and intensity, I mean. It's insane. Just intensity of every event. Yeah. It's like a max effort. Exactly. So I would, really, I would really encourage you, if you did do the Open this year, have a look at the games. Have a look at that workout and just compare yourself to that. And if you are one of these people that are still delusional and think you're going to go to the games then just check Matt Fraser's time on that workout and yeah. compare it to what you did it. He did it with 120, says 125 pounds. I yeah. thought it was 130. It was no, 125. No, yeah. So normally they'd use 135. They used 125. It's because of the bars. They're using the ah, short bars. The short there's bars. more space. There we go. And just have a look at his result there. And then on the last day, they, they had some, again, a l- some more running in there, which some guys would have hated. And then some intervals. This is the first time we've seen like an interval-based workout yeah. in the games. Two minutes on, one minute off. So It's really cool. It's super cool, mate. And to be honest, when we see, when, <clears throat> when we program stuff like this in the gym, I've actually noticed that some people just don't turn up on that day. So when, when it's like two minutes on, one minute off, or it's more cardio-based stuff, they decide that they're too fit for it this is pretty much what was going on here yeah and then the final which was just absolutely brutal a more of a crossfit workout as well handstand push-ups heavy kettlebell deadlifts as well so they've really been almost all the way around on most of gymnastic movements most weightlifting movements we've tapped into some strong men we've tapped into to some longer workouts some some more cardio workouts. We tapped into some shorter workouts, some sprint workouts. Yeah, so um, we've got it all. Yeah, I definitely encourage people now this summer and you might be on holiday that you test out the first event. Yeah, why it not? Requires zero equipment. You yeah. do 1.5 mile run. You swim 500 meters, and you run again 1.5 miles back. I think that would be a great event to test out. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Just bring a pair of running shoes. And Easy. Yes, the time, the clock doesn't stop until you get back. You don't stop, change your shoes, wipe your feet dry, pamper <laughs> your nose, all of that stuff. <laughs> but, mate, compared to past years, pref- do you prefer the events? Is it is it better? Or is this now 
almost the norm of what we expect. A nice mixture from the endurance stuff to something that's a bit different to the sort of benchmark CrossFit workouts. I do think it's I f- do think that every year they manage to do, put up a really, really good test of fitness. Yeah. I think the change of the location this year definitely played a massive role. Right. Going from California to Wisconsin. Yep. I mean, it's a lot cooler, like we saw on, on TV, or if you were there. It was raining. It was cold. Right. It had a big influence, especially on the cycle track. Right. Um, it had a big influence on, on a lot of the other events. You know, the warm-up areas are outside right. often. And, right. you know, those things really played a big big role. And yeah, especially absolutely. for the people who are not used to that colder environment. And yeah. Yeah. it's just a bit unexpected. Which is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all around, we think it's a, it's definitely a pretty good test of fitness. No surprise, Matt Fraser was, was way ahead, mate. Crazy. Again. Same as last year, so he's now two times champion. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But huh? what, I, what I actually love to see this year was that we see Matt Fraser and we see how he's built. He yeah. won the games. Then we see number two, Brent Fukowski, and how Fukowski. he's built. Yep. And it's like, how can one sport yeah. have such a different build of athletes? It's incredible. Like, huh? we look at top swimmers yep. or American football players that play different positions. And most sports, you'll have like, a typical body type for that position or that sport. Yeah. Whereas we look at CrossFit, we have just such a big variance of athletes. Like Patrick Wellner could look like a guy who works at McDonald's and doesn't even train that much. (laughs) And he's just one of the fittest people in the world. Then we have Matthew Fraser, super small guy, really short and big and buff. And then we have Brent Fukowski, who's 6'2 and super slim. Incredible, and you would never it? guess that these guys would do the same sport if you didn't it's, know CrossFit. It's absolutely wild, isn't it? So that if you have any excuses out there <laughs> for, oh, I'm too tall, I'm you too short, know. you don't have any. It's impossible. Mate, I have a feeling that in one of the open workouts, it might have been the first one, mm-hmm. you would have beaten Brent Fakowski. Yeah, it did. So did I. Yeah. Well, I think we both did. Was it the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite crazy as well. I, I saw him and I was like exactly the same. He's so different to Matt Fraser. Incredible. But he's done incredibly well. And I think it's it, crazy. it just shows, it just shows what, what, a, what a good test. Yeah. Like we're saying, is it a good test of fitness? We're trying to answer this question here. I think it is a very and good test. We are definitely going to try to get Brendan on the podcast yep. because he has a lot of interesting things of how he trains. Like I wrote him one day on Instagram. He answered right back. He only does one session a day for most of the year. Wow. He works as a teacher, like, wow. for, as his job, and he only trains once a day for, like, six to eight months of the year. And then he, and then as he open starts and regionals, up. he starts ramping it up, like, twice a day. Wow. Awesome. So, for all the CrossFit out there, the, the thing they have to work out five sessions a day, it's not always about that. Absolutely. The ladies... I want to just focus a little bit on the ladies' leaderboard. Number one was from Australia. Yep. Number two was from Australia. Yep. Number three was from Iceland. Yeah. Who was Four. fourth? From Sarah. Sarah's from Iceland. Yeah. The top ten, I think there was one lady from America, or maybe two. Flip it to the other side. We saw number three on the men's is Gerard from Australia. Yeah. And Impressive I th- guy. 
very impressive. But I think he was maybe the only non-American stroke Canadian in the top 10. No. Jason Bjorkvin, Carl Goodmanson. Okay. Six. Jason Smith. Jason Smith. So three. Yeah. Do we have another European? Not sure. The point is, is that on the men's side, the sport of CrossFit is dominated by the Americans or Canadians. Same, same. Sorry, John. On the other side, on the female side, the sport is dominated by non-American stroke Canadian athletes. What's your thoughts on that? Why are we seeing that? You know, when CrossFit started back in the day and we had Rich Froning dominating and and Annie, who, by the way, is still dominating and really good. Yeah, hats off to her. She came third. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, just so many years consistency. But I think she really was the the front figure for female CrossFitters, especially in Iceland and in Europe. Yeah. And Sam Briggs as well. They were the top dogs. I mean, it always seemed like Europeans were the top dogs and on the female side. And yeah. I think that's why we see more of Europeans, Australians being better on, on, the, on the female side, whereas America always seemed to kind of dominate the leaderboard, yeah. whether it was on the team side or individual side for the men's. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also why it might be still the men of the United States of America that is dominating. But... Europe is coming. Oh God, Let's Europe not, is coming. I don't hear that. On the men's, just to just to clarify that, we, I've got the information now. Matthew Fraser, Brent Fikowski. So there was only one. So Gerard, Bjorgvin, and Yonikowski. Three guys from ten are from non-American countries. The rest of them are from the Americas. So seventy percent Americans. In the top 10 for the males, whereas for the women, there is only two, 20%. One of them is Tenel Reed Borellen. Not sure I'm saying that properly. Don't really care. And 10th was Carrie Pierce. So there's two women, two women, but seven men. So super interesting. Yeah. Another question that did come in is surrounding the use of drugs in CrossFit. Thoughts on... It, it, someone was actually very blunt in this and said, what do you think about the, the, the athletes using drugs at the CrossFit Games? <laughs> I, uh, I recently heard an interview with Matt Fraser where he actually talks about this. Um, right. And I very much agree with his point of view. He says that he doesn't believe that the top of the game uses drugs. He believes that there's a lot bigger... There might be some, but there might be there is a lot bigger drug consumption on the aspiring athletes that right. are trying to trying reach to their goals of coming to regionals or games yeah and they're s- searching for shortcuts they right. might have been failing two three four five years in a row and now they're getting frustrated and they're looking for other solutions makes sense um i also think it's you know people that might not have done sports their whole life they yeah. They look at athletes like Matt Fraser and just there's no way this guy can lift these weights yeah. like without being a drug user. Yeah. But they don't understand that if you've been lifting since you're six years old yeah. and been doing sports, that's not unnatural. Right. Because that's what you've been doing your yeah. whole life. So you're used to it. Yeah. So I, I just think a lot of the – I honestly don't believe that there's a big drug use in in the top. Like I – I've been on several training camps with a lot of the top guys, and yeah. I 
don't want to say that I know them personally and they're my friends, but no. I, I do know some of them and I have seen how they live on a daily basis and I have no doubt that, for example, guys like Bjorkvin, Carl Goodmanson does not take drugs. Right. I I can't believe... I would never believe that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's definitely my thoughts. There's right. definitely somebody who... who who probably takes drugs like in any other sport. Yeah. But I do think the drug use is is limited in the sport of CrossFit. Going on from that theme of what Matt Fraser said, on Saturday evening at the World Championships, the last Saturday, at the World Championships in London, Usain Bolt ran the 100 meters for the last time. He has dominated the sport of sprinting since around 2008 yeah. so literally for the last 10 years he's been at the top of the sport whether athletics has a strong drug testing policy or it doesn't it's caught a lot of people within his time big names tyler uh, tyson gay um asafa powell i think from he was also from jamaica um, who's the guy that won the other night, Gatlin, uh, from America. There's some really guys that have been there or thereabouts coming up who've also been tested, and they've all been, all those names, those three names, Green, Gay, Powell, and Gatlin, have all been banned for drugs. Yeah. Have all served bans for drugs. Even the guy that beat, the, the, the guy that beat Bolt the other night, Gatlin, had served a drugs ban. And that's probably why he bowed down to, to, to Bolt at the end of the race, because he's, he's such a hero. Exactly. Usain Bolt has never been, never tested positive for drugs. Mm-mm. So it, it, is, it is super interesting. He's been at the top of the sport for over 10 years. He's obviously undergone a number of different drugs tests and never tested positive, whereas all of the guys trying to beat him have all tested positive, and a lot of them are what we'd call... <laughs> I'm not sure if you get a certificate for being a drugs cheat, but they're certified drugs cheats. Yeah. So I definitely think in the sport of CrossFit, they could improve the, the amount of drug testing, but I know yeah. that they are working on it. And um, I also think as the sport is growing and the resources are increasing, yeah. I think there will be in the future more resources to do the testing. I mean, it is just complicated, you know, because like the open and regionals, and it's yeah. very hard to catch people because – we're so many people participating. Absolutely. They can't go to every gym and test every single member. Absolutely. It's just impossible. And I mean, even at a regionals level, we're still talking about, I don't know, hundreds of competitors. Yeah. You need 200 competitors minimum to test out. And it's just, that takes a lot of time and a lot of resources to gather people in one place and do all yeah. the testing. I think and anyone who's followed cycling and the Lance Armstrong saga over the last sort of 10 years will also understand that it's it's quite a big vicious circle with a lot of corruption yeah. there's a lot of money at stake there's a lot of big deals at stake so i mean my opinion on it is that crossfit have a anti-drugs policy and to have that policy in place they actually have to invest like you said resources mainly financial yeah. they have to pay for that a drug test is not something that's very cheap they have to pay for it so they have to pay to police their own sport at the yeah. same time, they need sponsors pub- and public interest yeah. to fund their sport, to keep their sport rising. This is the same with every single sport. It's not just CrossFit. 
if their sport is surrounded by drug scandals, those conversations with sponsors and supporters to get involved in the sport are are relatively challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly challenging. So it's my thoughts that in a lot of the situation, especially having obviously had quite an interest in, in Lance Armstrong's drugs scandal and the role that the governing body, the UCI played in that and the arguments and, and, and the sort of the legal battles with USADA, the, the American Drug Agency. I actually believe that a lot of sports are still doing a lot to protect their athletes, to yeah. protect their sport. Exactly. Like, so, if Red Ronin got caught for drugs, yeah, uh, that would crush the sport. It would be finished. Yeah. There would be no more Reebok. There'd be no more Rogue. There'd no. be no more deals. Nike wouldn't be making a Metcon. Yeah. It would just pull, it would pull the carpet from, from exactly. everyone's feet. So, sad sad to say i think a lot of sports governing bodies are really playing on the side of yeah. of caution to protect their sport but one thing i also do is that, do think there's an important argument is that crossfit doesn't have a lot of money in it yet right which means there would be less temptation yeah. and pressure to right. start doing drugs right like it's only top three of the games gonna make good money like right. the rest of us It, it's a hobby. Like it's, it, it's very hard to be a professional athlete in yeah. the sport at the moment. What does Bjorkvin? What does he do? He runs a gym, right? He, yeah, he's part owner for gym. Yep. And all he does is just a couple of hours of coaching. Yep. Uh, of course, he has sponsor deals. You know, like Reebok, and so I know they get like a yearly amount of money. Right. And you know they get all their flights paid and those kind of things, and they might have other sponsors. But he's not—he's not making enough money to have a retirement fund. No, he's not making enough money to buy a house. No, and and he's committing all of this time. A bit different to Fikowski, what we were saying earlier, but he's committing all this time, and he's his best finish at the games was third. Third. Yeah. So he's not—he's not on the podium. And even third on the podium only gets you probably about $50,000. Yeah. So you're right in that CrossFit doesn't actually... I think the rewards in CrossFit are probably a lot less than other sports. Yeah, so it's not worth taking the risk of steroids yeah. and all those kind of things in the long run. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to win every year, but the chances are in this kind of sport that's so unpredictable, yeah. you're not. You're not. The, the leaderboard will rotate quite a lot. Yeah. And I think... I, I do think... I tend to agree. Like, if you said, is, is there a lot of drugs in CrossFit? I, I believe that there is because of what you said. But I, I think that they're being taken by people lower down the echelons. Yeah. And people that aren't really sort of competitive for, for too much. And, I mean, to be fair to them, at, at, at regional level, the top five guys and girls and the teams that make it to the games get drug tested. And they do random drug testing. And they do I random. I mean, Carmen. Carmen got drug tested. And Phil. Yeah. This year. Yeah. I feel like he even got, I mean, he didn't participate in the rest of the events, yeah. so there's still drug testing. And Carmen came 12th. Yeah. So there is a little bit of random drug testing, but I think there's there's a bigger picture of the commercial side of the sport and how sports are going to grow. So is there drugs in CrossFit? Yes. No. Is there drugs in any sport? Yes. <laughs> are the guys at the top taking it? Maybe some. But I think you have to understand that, you know, I, I, I would never say I've been involved in a lot of different sports. And at the top of a couple of sports, and there's drugs. Yeah, there are drugs. That's that's just the way it goes. And so people will do whatever it takes yeah. to become the best in the very end. If we're talking about extremely competitive athletes, I also want to flip it around on 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 its head. 
some of the technology that we're seeing created today, I don't think was made, and this might amuse some people, I actually don't believe was made by people that weren't under the influence of drugs. I believe that the drug problem in parts of big cities, commercial centers, like if you go into London, the amount of people taking drugs to fuel their performance in a work environment or in the corporate environment probably far outweighs the use of drugs. For you, sure. You look at you go into the city in London, you look at the amount of people, alcohol's a drug, okay? It's not a banned substance, but you look at the amount of people that are drinking alcohol at lunchtime, let's not ring fence them, but bankers these kind of guys and then going back to the office that afternoon and making a decision about your money there's drugs in every industry for sure not so much in uh, the coaching industry though mate <laughs> <laughs> loads but of caffeine though that's rather a long wrap up the answer to to the first question we've got a lot of questions to wrap through we might actually have to push some of the bigger topics we've got a big topic coming up we've had a lot of questions around is vegan the new paleo we might actually have to split that to a second show we dedicated quite a bit of time there to talking about that first question thoughts on the games this year we'll rattle through a few more questions try and give them our best answer andre what is the one thing you wish people would stop doing in the gym Mm, that's quite an interesting question yeah i i find that quite hard to answer believe it or not yeah me too people that know me will will wonder why I find that hard to answer. I think we've set out our rules of how we expect people to behave yeah. in the gym quite well. A lot of people have not liked it, so do not come anymore. And yeah. I, I genuinely hope that they're having a good fitness journey elsewhere. If they weren't able to play by our rules and get what they want, then you know we wish them the best. But the people that have stayed, I fully respect them, that they respect our rules. And I, don't, I, I, I guess the only thing that I wish people would do a little bit more of people generally are very good at clearing away yeah but there's some people that aren't very good but then others will just walk past something that's left out and walk past it and walk past it and walk past it so if something is not in the right place just be a good dance and like those matches stand on to do the pull-ups and that that kind kind of of stuff and and definitely yeah oh actually one thing here we go you don't start cleaning up your equipment mm. until everyone this is, is done. Yeah. And that's just how it is. If the, if the excuse of, no, I have to leave for work comes up, yeah. I will explode. Yeah. yeah. Because you came for one hour and we still have 20 minutes left or 15 minutes left. Yeah. You don't need to clean up your equipment and go to work. Yeah. It's if just you really you need to go to work before t- the class ends, you tell the coach before we start. Yeah, right. Right. It doesn't pop up in the last 10 minutes that yeah. all of a sudden you have to go and can't do the finish or cheer yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah, on. Yeah, I agree. It's like a finisher that I know that you suck at. I know you're not mm. very good at. Oh, I've got to go to it. Like you should have just... If you've got a problem, if you need to leave a... Like, listen, people are busy. If you need to leave a class after 40 minutes, you should know that at the start of the class. Yeah. So just go up to the coach and say, listen, I need to leave the class after 40 minutes. Is that okay? It's absolutely fine. Yeah. But I think turn around and say, oh, I've got to go now just because the finisher or you can't be bothered to wait three minutes for one of the guys that you're sweating with to finish, I think is damn rude. But I I do think that people are pretty good, but I I do think that that's one thing we could improve. Awesome. We'll rattle on to the next one. Cardio versus weightlifting. Which is better for losing fat? I would definitely... Okay. 
My answer is biased. I'm glad that you're answering this one first. I would like to see a mix yeah. of both to keep it constantly varied. And yeah. both will have its own benefits and the benefits will be very s- different. Yeah. You know, it also depends on what type of athlete. If we have a client in that is very, very overweight, yeah, they might not be able to do any sort of weightlifting because they're already carrying enough weight themselves. Right. And we have to keep it super simple and we have to keep it low compact. Yeah. And then cardio will definitely be the best answer for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's I think people need to understand that whether it's weightlifting as we understand it, what we'd understand weightlifting by sort of clean and jerk and snatch yeah. or more sort of strength based yeah. training, there's a massive benefit of for example, when you squat, the hormones, growth hormone that gets released from the big muscles, from your quads, from your glutes, is actually helping you to lose weight. Yeah. So if you're able to safely squat and, and really put your, your muscles under load and release those hormones, they're helping you to burn the fat. Oh, but I don't want to get bigger, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get I, too I, big. I noticed you don't want to get <laughs> if I If I start squatting, I might get massive. This is the thing as well. It's like, I don't want to do that because I'm going to get that. And we'll, we'll hammer this point right now. If you want, I will give the first three people that email me that want to pick up size, I will give them a free program to get bigger and to put on muscle. I'll give them a three-month program. And if they don't achieve it, they pay me for it. If they achieve it, and I won't make it ridiculous, why, not, why am I backing this so hard? It's incredibly challenging, and it takes a hell of a lot of commitment over a long period of time. Yeah. We say that you can lose fat at one kilo a week. If you can gain one kilo of muscle a month through probably eating at least double, if not double and a half the amount that you're eating yeah. now, that would be a good result. That would be like a marker. And, and even the training stimulus you need to do. I exactly. Mean, it's, it's a whole different thing. It's a so whole different Especially ballgame. we see it from the ladies that they worry yeah. about getting too big and bulky. Also because they see some CrossFit, you know, the pro CrossFit athletes for girls. And some of them are just huge and jacked. But and mate, they I, get scared of that. They get scared of that. And they also get scared of the fact that they see a muscle on their arm. Yeah. All that's happened there is that you've taken away the fat that you put on. You haven't grown a muscle. No. It's like, oh, my muscles are so big now. I have no, no muscles. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you, and you actually, that's why the first day that everyone comes into our gym, we do a body analysis for them, and we can see how much muscle they've got. So when a chick turns around to me and says, I've, I've put on muscle coming to the gym, let's have a look at the numbers. Go and redo your body analysis, and we'll have a look at it. What you've done in 99 out of 100 of the cases is you've just taken the fat the crap that you don't need off your body that's why you look a bit more muscly yeah. do you either want to look like that or do you want to look squidgy exactly what, what kind of good word is squidgy I don't even know what it you means you don't know what it means <laughs> anyway we're obviously a little <laughs> bit fired up about that so, so it's a mixture yeah cardio versus weightlifting it's a mixture I, I think one of the one of the great things and, and, and we said it in a previous show in a fitness in under three minutes show mate when we're talking about what sport does CrossFit prepare you for episode 344 I think no this is 44 47 I think one of them we've got a lot of shows one of them confusion what we said is that when what you'll have is we prepare you for many different things 
for weight loss, for fitness, for everything. So the mix of cardio and weightlifting and gymnastics and endurance Thursday workout could be a lot longer. All of these different things combined together actually produce the results for you. So just be open-minded. You're in a CrossFit environment. It's not just cardio versus weightlifting. You do some great gymnastics programs. That'll help people lose weight. I mean, we have had so many clients losing between 100 kilos and 5 kilos, depending on the weight, Yeah, all doing CrossFit. Yeah. It works. It works. It, it's, it's not something we made up. <laughs> Let's carry on, on 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 a little bit of a theme like that. The next question said, can I have your thoughts, please? Programming heavy load, stroke uh, ollie training, so weightlifting again, during periods of reduced calorie intake, stroke dieting. So... Uh. This yeah. is this is a tricky one. What what people are saying here is should they be lifting heavy and doing weightlifting during periods of re- reduced calorie intake and dieting? I would really say that it depends on how much reduced calorie intake we're talking yeah. about yeah. and like if you have if you have what you used to take intake a day then you should definitely take it a bit easy on the heavy loads yeah. since your system is is weakened by yeah. not consuming the same amount of food. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, to, to get a lot stronger and those kind of things, we do recommend that you eat even more. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely don't think that's that's the best way if you want to be stronger or get bigger. Absolutely. I uh, think that's one of the things as well. Like, it's not about should I continue to list heavy whilst I'm trying to lose weight? Because if you go back to what we were saying just before, well, that heavy lifting is actually good. But I think people also get a little bit frustrated when they're not hitting PRs, but they're on a calorie deficit. I was about to say, is it even possible to lift that crazy amount of weight if you're on a calorie intake? If you're on a calorie intake restriction. Obviously, you'll be losing weight and you'll be smaller and smaller is often less stronger. Exactly. It is. There there is definitely a certain proportion of, of, of muscle to load moving yeah. and or, or weight to load moving so it's a little bit here about about your goals but definitely as we said you know a mixture of cardio weightlifting is, is good for losing fat it, if your goal here of having a reduced calorie intake or diet is obviously to lose fat then i don't see any problem with continuing to lift as heavy as you safely can exactly because the heavy loads will automatically probably decrease decrease but then don't turn around and say oh, i haven't pr'd my back squat yeah. in six months no yeah but dude you've lost seven kilos of fat you have a 12 pack right now you, you did, just pack. ran a marathon relax <laughs> you you're doing all right so hopefully that helps on that one next one is how much training is too much for someone relatively new and how do you stop getting excited and trying to do everything so that's a really, really good question. And I definitely think that's one thing I'm confronted with and we're both confronted with all the time. We have people who come in super excited. Dependent on their background, yeah. we can define how or give them an idea of how many times we would like to see them in the gym. Yeah. If you come from a non-sports background and the last 20 years you've just been sitting in an office and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. You definitely need to ease yourself into the sport. Yeah. Because it is a pretty high intensity sport and it will be hard for your system if you haven't done anything. Right. If you have been doing sports your whole life and you play soccer and you, you go to the gym, 
you can start by coming three times a week. I remember when I, I started CrossFit, they told me they didn't, they didn't want to see me more than three times a week for the first month. Right. After one more month, they told me you can now come four times a week. Really? Obviously, they couldn't force me to do this, but I did follow their instructions. Did you? I was going to say, did I did. You, did you After listen two to months, yeah. I started coming five times. Right. After three months... I'm, I still kept it five times, but I could, I could start increasing maybe the amount of training or, or the accessory. And, yeah. and I came from a, a sports background of training yeah, right. already every day. And I was used to training since I was a little kid. Yeah. So with that being said, if you do come into sport, just start with three times a week. Yeah. And if you feel good about the three times a week and you don't feel too sore yeah. after the three sessions, then... Well, then you can start coming four times. Yeah. But let's limit it at five times. Yeah. I, I think one of the second part of the question as well, how do you stop getting excited and trying to do everything? Like, there's a natural process for this stuff, and it does take time. Just because, and what I mean by that is, okay, if your coach has said you need to get stronger to be able to lift the bar faster, to be able to do what we were saying earlier, 17.5 at speed and the same pace that Matt Fraser can do it, you're not going to build that strength overnight. No. Even if you squatted like 24 hours a day for the next seven days, you're not going to see a massive increase in your back squat. You probably see it go backwards. And this is one of the biggest things. If, you, if you're into fitness, you have to be quite into it to read it. But Arnold's uh, encyclopedia on basically bodybuilding and everything, like the amount of... He says, and which is true, the muscles don't grow. The strength doesn't come when you're training. Exactly. It comes when you're resting. Yeah. It comes in that recovery time. So I want you to be excited. I want you to have goals. But I also want you to have a look at it and go, okay, what, ask, more ask the question, how long will it take me to increase my back squat from 100 kilos to 130 kilos? Or from being able to do five terrible pull-ups to being able to do 50 unbroken butterfly pull-ups understand the time frame everyone wants to do everything we're especially i think we're in a world now of you know i can get you pretty much anything delivered right here to where we are within the next 24 hours any product you want in the world if if money was no object we'd get it here yeah you know by and not, not by anything stupid i just 24 hour fedex it here so people want this immediate gratification in their training as well it's not going to happen. No. Same as diet. If you eat super good for one day, you're not going to lose 10 kilos. You have to eat super good every single day. So I think that's, my, that's really my point on, on how do you stop getting excited. You have to understand, I think, when you walk in the door, same as you said at the start, three sessions a week, Andre, four sessions a week, five sessions a week. Now you might train a little bit more once your body adapts to it. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit of time. And it might sound like a good sales pitch. Go over in the corner, buy a six-month membership. But I can guarantee if you do go over in the corner and buy a six-month membership and commit to it, then you will have great results. Rather than coming in, buying a month membership, thinking you're going to achieve everything in a month, getting pissed off after a month that you haven't, throwing your toys, going to another gym because you think they're doing it better, and then coming back to us in three months' time and you're still at the same place. So the the whole key is really patience. Absolutely. And whether it's in training, nutrition, or in business, it it all comes down to patience. You have to commit for a certain amount of period of time before you can expect proper results. Absolutely. You don't get a degree in one month. Unless you buy it. (laughs) Mate, we're at 40 minutes. We're halfway through the questions. We're going to roll over to stop you guys from getting bored of our voices. We're only going to give you 40 minutes this week. We're going to roll over. We've got some very good questions. We'll hit you with them in podcast number 346. 
Why is in a fight called in a fight? Fruit, sugar, before or after training. Why is it so hard to be consistent in your diet because you're weak? What do you want? What do you know about or think about counting macros? And it's going to be a real focus topic of the next podcast. We're going to spend at least 30 minutes talking about it. This massive phenomenon is vegan the new paleo. Why is everyone turning vegan in 2017? Down to your thoughts on the documentary, What the Health. Yep. You definitely want to tune in to the next podcast, number 346. We're going to get through those questions. Thank you so much, folks, for the questions that you've answered. Sorry we take a long time just to answer four questions, but hopefully we give you a decent answer. <laughs> and a little bit of focus there. Obviously, the CrossFit Games was the current topic. But 346, the next weekly podcast will hit all of those questions and the massive thing around veganism and what's happened with this documentary of what the health that came out. So until next time, take care. <laughs>